Hello. Welcome to the podcast. This is Rachit and today's topic is cruise industry. Let's begin. Yes. As the introduction rightly says, I have lost my mind. Well, definitely a, some bits of it. Getting back to what we have on our mind today, I'm going to cover a topic which is very close to my heart, which is cruise industry. I've been working with cruise liners for what for past good four no sorry five years now, and before that uh, I have done two years in the past with a gap. Somewhere around 2012-2014, I was on cruise liners. Then I took a break. Uh, actually, the company that I was working with, I should not be naming them, but yeah, let's just say it wasn't a very pleasant atmosphere. So I was working with them. I took a break after that. Never felt like I'll ever go back to the cruise cruise liners, but uh, that's how life is. It makes you take the decisions that you don't want to. And then I ended up joining another company which people who know me would know where I am right now and I can say for the past five years actually four years but I will be completing five very soon if you consider the whole year as of pandemic that is lost um, yeah I'll be completing five years and uh, it has been all good I cannot complain even a single bit the company's treated me very well as well as I've seen that the other employees that I've worked with, they, those who work with me, they do pretty well as well. They're doing pretty good in their lives. How have they taken care of us in the pandemic? Well, we'll come to that when we come to discussing the pandemic. As of now, let's begin on why waterways were essential, why, why there was a need of uh, water transport. Well, majorly, initially, I think, it was just uh, to move, uh, to transport uh, huge heavy luggages. This was the cheapest mode of transport. Most of the items float over water. Well, don't try jumping. You may, you may float if you know swimming, but don't try your luck in, against an ocean which is so huge that you cannot count the depths of it. So, why, why do you think were the waterways needed? besides the need for transport well it is not just the cheapest way it is quite efficient as well carrying huge loads traveling from uh, southern parts of argentina to let's say a country like japan which is uh, halfway across the world one place on the earth to the other so that is very important so while this was happening while uh, goods were being transported, there were people moving around as well. And as you've got a chance to explore various countries on the way. Now, for example, if you're coming from somewhere in Europe, if you're coming to you cross over Swiss Canal and you, trans, you travel all the way to India. The reason why I'm saying India, because that is where you'll come and find me. So if you come all the way to India... I think it should take you roughly, if not more, 20, 22 odd days is the travel time between, uh, let's say, Southampton to India. And uh, while at it, while you leave from Southampton, you'll be crossing 
France, you'll be crossing uh, the coast of uh, Portugal, parts of Spain, you'll be crossing Greece, you'll be crossing Turkey. So th there are there is a scope of movement between these countries. So it was a lighter and a cheaper way to transport people as well. And once people started moving around, well, they started, uh, they, wherever you travel, wherever in the world you travel, everybody wants leisure and luxury. So to increase the prices, that is what came in. And that was, then there was the birth of cruise lining industry. I think the first ever cruise liner was, if you're saying Titanic, hold your breath. Believe me, Titanic wasn't the first one. I, I think right before Titanic, there was uh, Normandy. Uh, and before that as well, there were two. They were part of the Cunard, the PNO reign. Uh, but let me give you the correct name. I I think the first ever cruise liner was where Princess Victoria Louise was a German passenger ship, where, which was from Hamburg America Line. Uh, the, the weight of uh, the ship was roughly 4,400 gross registered tons. She's credited to have been the first purpose, first cruise purpose-based ship, which moved from ports to ports, and it was she was launched on 29th June 1900, like roughly 120 years ago. So cruising industry is that old. So she was she served with the the Hapag until uh, 16th December 1906 after being accidentally grounded off uh, the coast of Jamaica. So that was the first. And then there was uh, Normandy's and then the Titanic came in. So, the breadth of Titanic was roughly 92 feet 6 inches, which is somewhere around 15 times my height, roughly. And believe me, when you come across a ship like... Uh, a symphony of the seas or uh, the new avant-garde that is coming I think it's on the uh, MSC line MSC or uh, carnival so such ships when you when you compare Titanic to them you'll see that uh, Titanic looks like a tender boat more and less like a ship but nevertheless RMS Titanic was a British passenger line ship by the White Star Line which uh, left Southampton uh, for their maiden voyage to New York City. So when they first attempted crossing the pond from New York to Southampton, uh, from now, sorry, from Southampton to New York, that is when uh, it's the calamity happened. One very weird fact, did you know passengers traveling first class on Titanic were roughly 44% more likely to survive than other passengers? So, that means, now if you're going cruising, if you're booking a suite, if you're booking a royal suite, let's say the, the presidential suite, then you have better chances of surviving. The industry has taken safety uh, measures so much so that
uh, a calamity happen happening uh, at the ocean is uh, almost as the chances are almost as negligible as uh, a flight crashing from midair and still you haven't seen a ship go down or flayed i don't i don't think anybody's heard any popular cruise liner going down since the time of titanic so i think the industry's done a pretty decent job there now because of the movie titanic which have when was the movie titanic released if you can guess titanic as a movie was released in 1997 18th november once that movie came out many people wanted to see for themselves how the industry is functioning how good or bad the cruising experiences so a lot of people then started uh, choosing cruise liners as their destination uh, for travel and believe me cruise liners are destinations because there's so much to do there's so much happening on board that it is a destination in itself like of late now very recently post pandemic sailings have started where uh, from singapore there are companies uh, sailing where they do a cruise to nowhere where they're just going just uh, filling up people they're going out in the ocean for uh, multiple sea days and then they come back so yes cruise liners are a destination in themselves so as an industry because people were so fascinated see travel was easy people do uh, people started choosing cruise liners as uh, their mode of travel for vacation because you will enjoy when you reach the destination but you do enjoy on your journey towards your destination as well and there is not just one destination when you're going cruising if you're doing multiple countries you will definitely have multiple in all those countries as well so that is cruising and that is how the industry started booming there were players players uh, there were big market players for a long time when carnival uh, came into existence so the carnival company started in 1972 where the first sailing of the carnival cruise line uh, happened between miami to san juan san juan for everybody who's visited they know they visit that place for the chocolate factory i think and the marshals the shopping is great it's a brilliant destination to shop for guests as well as for crew because it's not that expensive you got longer duration uh, you got late sailing and most of uh, often than not you have usbh happening that day you've got the usbh visiting your ship but yes uh, uh, san juan is mostly the day when they they come on board to check your ship for sanitation and cleanliness so carnival came into existence in the year 1972 royal caribbean i think was founded uh, four years before carnival it came into existence in uh, 1968 the headquarters now is miami florida but it was founded in norway and that is how the first ship which uh, was with royal the name was song of norway i think i have worked with people who were working on song of norway when it when it was still sailing with royal 
then I think Song of Norway changed a lot of hands. It moved across a lot of companies after uh, Royal Caribbean had sold it. It moved uh, to various buyers and now I think it's already scrapped as well. Yeah, a lot of uh, cruise ships these days are being sent to Turkey. Not for the Turkish delight. They are going there for killing themselves. The captains are taking them to kill them there. The companies are getting done with those ships. So roughly, I think Carnival is sending four five ships. Pullman Tour has sent one. Uh, Princess has sent a few. Uh, I think Royal is sending uh, one or two as well. But the, those are news. Those are, that, that is something that we've heard. There are four or five ships that we've definitely seen in the videos that have uh, sur been surfacing the YouTube where people are posting uh, that shipyard with four or five ships crammed in, in between uh, two piers. But while it's happening, there are good things happening as well. Since March, March onwards till now, I think it's good eight months now, eight, nine months. The NCL uh, Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings uh, Limited, the stock value that I have now. And if we see the six months graph, the value went down from 20, 26.8 USD. That was in June. Well, uh, we have to go beyond before that. Yeah. So the value was 51 USD somewhere in the month of February and it had plummeted down all the way down to 11 USD oh that's that's bad that's just bad that's what 80% uh, uh, negative nose dive it went down to $11 and today it is somewhere at uh, 25 USD so it is just doubled but yeah the companies are making heavy losses that was Norwegian for you let's just go to the Royal Caribbean stock value as well so that uh, we get an insight of how bad the companies are doing so somewhere around Jan Royal Caribbean value was roughly 110 uh, USD and it had plummeted all the way from in one and a half month from 110 USD it came down to 27.66 Again, a negative nosedive of 80%. That is bad. And not just royal, not just the cruise lining industry. Overall, I think the whole hospitality structure of uh, the markets had fallen down because uh, because of the pandemic, number one, nobody's eating out, nobody's traveling. There are serious lockdowns that are imposed over the countries. And even if when the lockdown opens people don't really people are not really keen to travel even if they're traveling they are they are not clean to eating outside they're trying to avoid places where they can come in contact with multiple people because of that it is it has been bad on uh, on the overall hospitality industry uh, worldwide more so over for the cruise liners because number one it's it's a closed and closed environment and because of being a closed environment uh, people uh, consider these places to be a place of uh, infestation development that is why uh, cruise liners have to take their uh, public health uh, policies very seriously and that is where USPH comes into picture USPH is uh, United States Public Health and every ship that has to visit U.S. has to follow the strict, stringent uh, USPH policies.
on board and they have to make sure that uh, the ships are clean. The ships uh, by USPH are checked uh, every, as in they are to be checked compulsorily once in every six months. Sometimes, sometimes it might go beyond six months because uh, at times the ships are not in US. Sometimes the ships move to U Europe and it might take you more than six months to come back. And even when you come back, other ships are being in, being uh, inspected, so it might take you slightly more than six months as well. That's not a problem. But whenever they come checking, they come in heavy. They do make their inspections uh, um, very rigorously, and uh, all the findings that are found are reported and are dealt with as well. I remember what I know. I remember the ship's being uh, quarantined as well I, a lot of ships uh, in the past who have it failed uh, the USVH inspection have been quarantined uh, before the pandemic season ever before anybody had heard the word pandemic if I might say so that happened USVH happened but uh, cruise line companies are really doing their bit to hold up because it's not just the industry, it's not just the company. There are a lot of lives worldwide that are attached to the cruising industry. And because of uh, that, uh, the company is doing their bit as well. I What I hear is uh, NCL, uh, Norwegian Spirit, has picked up a few crew members uh, from uh, Goa and Mumbai in India. And they are sailing towards uh, US to take some crew along with them for getting back in action for resuming the services post-covid and Royal I think had uh, sent some letters some LOEs to crew members but I think there's some change of plans there which we might hear later so that happened then yeah actually when when the Lockdown was imposed when uh, sailing was started, when there were no guests coming on board and when there were so many crew members on board the cruise ships. I can say, I can clearly say one thing, cruise companies did really well. They make sure the crew member was repatriated home as soon as possible. When, now when I say as soon as possible, every company tried to do their bit. Some uh, friends that I had in Marella it took some time for them, but I think uh, Royal did a very good job. Celebrity, I think, came, which again is Royal uh, Umbrella. Then NCL did that. Uh, Disney also did that. So uh, a lot of companies uh, filled in ships and tried to clear uh, crew members from uh, one country or multiple countries are in the same uh, region uh, by the ship, like. Uh, Royal had sent uh, Anthem of the Seas uh, to India from uh, US as well as uh, Ovation of the Seas from the Australian side had come to India to drop down the crew members. So a lot of uh, crew members uh, could get an opportunity to just do nothing, sail for one, one and a half month at times and just reach home. Their repatriation was taken care of really well. The land jobs of all these companies, every company which had land jobs as well, because first uh, 
everybody feels that uh, working on board on a contract is not a nice thing you don't have a permanent job but look at the situation now where people who had permanent jobs have been laid off you because you were on contract you have not been laid off and whenever the ships resume you will go back to the ship you are not on salaries so you are not you don't have to worry about resumption of services or salary cuts because you have been on gratuities throughout your career that the pandemic has happened a lot of people who were working on cruise liners now have found alternate careers i see a lot of people working in stock markets cryptocurrencies uh fiat currencies exchange as well uh, so uh, good job for everybody who's doing uh, well in their time but i am sure uh, there's a lot of people who have not been able to get that job which uh, some of you have and uh, you have been sad about it you are worried what is going to happen next believe me very soon the cruise liners are getting opened up very soon they are going to come back in action and try to survive try to survive until then number 1 number 2 this take this year as a learning and please do not live payday to payday when i say living payday to payday is when you go vacation just don't splurge and spend every penny that you have because you have a contract in your hand that you're going to go back in the next two months in such a situation that cruise liners don't know companies are going bankrupt it's it's a bad scene worldwide when people people were worried about recession in 2008 what is happening now is worse than recession and it is going to impact the world but the only hope for you is that your companies still have those ships you still have your contracts and whenever as and when the position opens up when the ships resume you will be going back on board so hold on to that hope do not take any negative steps do not do not hurt yourself do not hurt your family try to try to meditate try to engross yourself in something else and try 60, see 60000 people who are working on cruise liners across other various countries can do something to survive and other 50000 cannot if someone can do something up for their life i'm sure you can do for yours as well so try to find out what suits you try to find out what excites you what you'll be happy doing let's just say if you're a casino dealer and uh, you think you do go, you make good burgers as well i've seen i've seen people who've uh, set up shops on at streets someone who was uh, a adventure ocean person who was taking care of kids and babies on board cruise liners now is a forklift driver so no job is small no job is bad as long as you found work as long as you got the will to survive you'll definitely find something for yourself you'll definitely find something that suits you i recently met a guy who was working on my ship he was working in the galley area dishwash right now i saw him as a bartender in one of the restaurants that i recently visited so everybody's trying to do something for themselves this bit is my try towards it let's see how it goes and tell me if you do like it we've already spoken about restart education required to work on cruise ships 
I have seen a lot of posts, I have seen a lot of uh, blogs, I have seen a lot of videos on YouTube where somebody would post something, even if it is a ship tour with somebody's posted, and if not more, at least hundreds send a reply saying, I want to join, how can I apply? So first things first, let's just uh, divide it into two. Let's just divide the hierarchy into two and then try to look towards it. The cruise liners are divided into two basic structures. One is the marine department and one is the hotel department. Now I come from the hotel department side so I have an idea on what you could do that is important. There are various uh, courses as well like there is a B.Tech in uh, offshore engineering, B.Tech in marine engineering, harbor and ocean, logistics and supply chain management. So there's a lot of stuff that you can do towards the marine side as well. Now hotel section, let us uh, let us just come to. Hotels are divided into four departments. Here now on cruise liners, one department is has a very major role in front of the guest, but it is not a very big department as such because operationally it is clustered in just one corner of the ship. Yes, I'm talking about front office, uh, front office or guest services, whatever you, your company calls it. So you've got front office, you've got kitchen, uh, you've got F&B. F&B in some companies works together, F&B in some companies works separately. When I say F&B separately, that means the food department, the restaurant department works separately as well as the, <coughs> the bar department works separately as well. So that is restaurant and bar, then you've got uh, kitchen, which is the galley, then you've got uh, housekeeping. Housekeeping also is further divided into two. Housekeeping is divided into rooms and public areas. Now, when you're talking about these departments, what do you think is the education that is required? For me to be doing the rooms, what is my education required? Well, I definitely need some experience. And when I say experience, it's definitely in a, in a decent property on the land, a decent four or five star hotel. If you've got a offshore experience, then uh, you have to have some experience with some ship, at least a minimum a contract. And you have to have a valid reason why you did not pursue with that company further. You cannot tell me that uh, you were an alcoholic in the past and now you've sobered up and that is why you lost the previous job and now you want to get back yes you can do that it's not it's not a crime but one thing that i always tell my fellow crew members no night of heavy drinking is worth your seven months of salary so always be careful about that but that aside, front office is where you have to, working on the cruise ships especially, you have to have the knowledge of the world. Shore excursions we have, you have to know what countries we're visiting, you have to know the local language. If, if at all you are well versed with the language, that will be an added advantage to you. What happens is, if there's any problem anywhere on the ship, you will be the point of contact for the, those guests. Every guest that comes on board is a different person, but... When you're coming from a particular region, let's just say people who work on PNOs and uh, royals and uh, Cunards as well, 
there's a term that uh, crew members use on board is a UK guest. You have to understand uh, the mentality or the thought of where the person is coming from. You have to empathize. And to empathize, it is very important that you understand the other person. So that is front office. Restaurant, restaurant and bar. Now, restaurant, um, generally, it is a classic menu that is served. You've got the cockawans, you've got the surf and turfs, you've got uh, the basic food. Uh, basic uh, cuisine being served at uh, the dining halls and then generally if at all you've got three specialities the next thing would be a sushi or a teppanyaki uh, cuisine uh, speciality venue so to work at these locations you have to have some understanding of the cuisine now how will that happen is you'll have to study you'll have to go through hotel school for front office and housekeeping as well but very important for restaurants and bar and kitchen you have to have the basic knowledge of uh, how to prepare the setups how to do your mise en place these are the things that are are required in a way if you want to flourish in your cruising career so education is very important you have to have some hotels experience you will learn a lot in your first one or two contracts but after that things start smoothing up and uh, things do start uh, getting better and uh, it's not a bad life for everybody who was uh, who was cursing or everybody who's is always looking forward to getting their uh, tickets for going back home getting the next contract tell me how you're feeling for the past one year that you've been at home i know i understand i think i've got the same feeling as well i want to go back to the ocean as soon as possible but until that happens until that happens, please, 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 please make wise moves and please take the right steps towards your life and towards your career as well. I will be continuing these podcasts. A lot of information will be coming through, not just on cruise liners, a lot of things we are going to talk about, centric uh, conversations, and we'll try to get some guests as well from various departments who have been working in various positions as well so that you get better inside. I have my own expertise there are people who are experienced and who are knowledgeable in some other uh, sections as well and let's see how this conversation goes ahead please 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 do comment on what you felt about this session please do comment on what improvements you want from me what you would want me to discuss more i'll try to get uh, some details on the marine education what is required (coughs) but until that happens please do comment And as uh, the usual YouTuber would say, please do like, share and subscribe. I'll repeat this. Like, share and subscribe this podcast with all your close friends, all your aspirants, all the hotel school people, people who would want to go to the cruise industry. Please share with uh, anyone and everyone who you think will be interested in cruises. Thank you very much. I'll see you when I'll see you.